This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 48 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. They offer supplements designed to give you the most value for your dollars. Visit them at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Catherine Haddad in Fechter, Germany. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Catherine. Welcome back. Thank you, Chris. It's nice to be back. Well, it's been a few weeks since we spoke, and I know you were heading off to celebrate your 21st birthday or somewhere down in <laughs> Den Bosch, right? <laughs> That's indeed correct. I was heading off to celebrate my birthday. We won't talk about which one in Den Bosch. And I did go to the World Cup final which was a fabulous experience, and um, it was fun to sit and watch and fun to see everyone there and talk to everyone. And it was, a very, uh, it was a very busy weekend. We had a meeting of the International Dressage Riders Club there, which I think was very important and a very good meeting with good open discussions. And at the same horse show, uh, the stakeholders in dressage, that means the organizing uh, club, the organizers club, the riders club, the trainers club, and the FBI Dressage Committee met, I think, for the first time, one of the first times in the history of our sport, and we spoke openly about issues uh, facing the sport right now. Well, so that was, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you were able to come back and, and join us on the show. And in, you've been doing a few other things apart from celebrating your birthday. You've been zipping around a, a, a bit, too. Tell us what you've That's true. I. That's true. I, I came home from Den Bosch and trained for a few days, and then I um, flew off to Lyon in, in France. And we, I did a clinic there, and then we had um, an evening soiree with dinner and drinks, and David Stickland came to the evening discussion and presented his statistical findings on the judging in dressage. And then we had an open discussion after that, quite an open discussion, I might add, um, which usually happens when the wine is flowing in France. Um, I had quite an open discussion with an O-judge present and also um, a couple of chefs d'equipes and trainers and riders there, and that was a very interesting evening. And from there I went on to Poland to the International Dressage Trainers Club meeting, which is the, the brother or sister organization of the Riders Club. Uh, we met for two days in Poland at Bratislav, and this was, a, this was a very interesting two days. There were over 120 people present from all over the globe, I think I was the only American. I could be wrong about that. I'll think about that some more, but um, there may have been a couple other. Oh, no, David DeWistelaire was there as well. And uh, there were trainers from Russia and Central Asia. There were trainers from Europe and England. And Well, England is part of Europe, but there were trainers from all over. And we had a couple demos and some discussions, and we had a big party I can't tell you anything about. And, uh, oh, I thought we, that's what we were going to come to. I thought that's what we were the news of the week. <laughs> yeah, there was there could have been some news coming out of that, but that that was I think that's an important meeting, important annual meeting because you get a lot of dressage, very serious dressage people together. Um, again, discussing problems facing sport, discussing training issues, warm up issues, um, anything that has to do with controversy, and we're not at a show. 
So nobody's stressed. Nobody's trying to take care of business. Everybody's just there and relaxed, and they're themselves, and they sit down and they talk about it. And it was nice to hear opinions from people in the East, in the West, from the States, from all over the world uh, concerning issues in sport. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I, I want to ask you, because you've been based in Europe for a while now, and, you know, some one of the things that interests me is the, the development of dressage in the less, what we call the lesser nations, but the East, what we used to call the Eastern Bloc nations. And, mm-hmm. and you'll remember, Catherine, it wasn't that long ago when Russian, Russian uh, dressage, were, <coughs> the Russian riders were on the scene and they were quite prolific. They'd make up a team. They were winning in European, you know, I- events. Where do you see the, 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 the Russians right now as we come into a world championship year, of course? It would be interesting to hear your perspective on where they are in their development at international level. Well, I think the, the Russians in particular, um, also the Ukrainians, because, because the Soviet Union split up into so many small countries, you now have what used to be the Soviet Union is now... Probably, well, in Dressage, we have Belarus present, we have uh, Ukraine present, and we have uh, Russia. I'm trying to think what other... There's, a, there's representatives from Estonia, Lithuania competing, mm-hmm. Latvia. I'd hate to leave anybody out, but now we have this whole conglomerate of small nations competing for, for team slots. Um, I would say that they are not... Their, uh, their pairs, their horses and rider, horse and rider combinations are generally speaking, not as developed and not as far along as, as the rest of Europe or, or America. But I do know that these people are making a major effort to catch up, especially now in the last five to ten years. Poland is coming on very strong. Poland has invested a lot of money in its horse industry. In effect, where we met in Poland, the International Dressage Riders Club, where we met in Wroclaw, was at a racetrack uh, called Partinice, they hold a couple international shows a year there, and they had just built a beautiful new facility that, that rivaled any in Western Europe with a huge indoor arena and a viewing uh, uh, spectator stand and warm-up arenas and very good uh, outdoor arenas. So Poland is investing a lot of money in catching up to the West. Yeah, that, that that's interesting, and, and mm-hmm. it will be interesting to follow, you know, as we get towards uh, the World Equestrian Games here in Kentucky this fall and to see mm. who actually emerges in all of the FEI disciplines. But I was fascinated in dressage because they used to, the Russians particularly, used to have some really good combinations, didn't they? Yes, they did, and I think, unfortunately, um, the funding for that in the last 10 to 15 years has not been what it was when the Soviet Union existed. Mm. Interesting development of the sport worldwide. Well, we've got a, a, a fun show this week, uh, Catherine, because I talked to Karen Offield a short while ago and Mary Lawrenson. Well, you may not have heard so much about Mary Lawrenson, but you will, I think. She's a very dynamic young rider. But the reason we got her on the show this week is because Karen Offield, of course, the owner of that famous Stallion Ling, uh, actually came up with a very novel idea of a contest to talk about uh, breeding and she was looking for articles about breeding and uh, people that wrote wrote into her with with articles and and poems and all kinds of stories and she chose a winner and uh, a young rider Mary Lawrence and 
won that uh, that prize and uh, that prize included a covering of Ling to her mayor, Windsor. So um, we're going to share that conversation that I had with uh, Karen Offield, um, who of course has been a great supporter of the sport of dressage for a number of years and uh, and also uh, joined by Mary Lawrence and the winner. So looking forward to sharing that conversation with you a little bit later on in the show. But we've got a couple of items of news this week, Catherine, and the first thing I want to kick off with because it really really is the most wonderful news coming out of uh, uh, of of the you know the terrible accident that happened to Courtney King die some weeks ago now and of course put her in a coma for a number of weeks and she's actually emerged from that coma she's uh, she's making conversation she's joking and and her progress has been absolutely phenomenal Catherine it really is heartening news it is heartening news i i my response to it is just a a great intake of breath and a big exhale, and it's you couldn't get happier news. The entire um, horse world has been watching Courtney's plight, and it's really nice to see that she is actually going to make a recovery. Yes, and you know I'm sure there's a lot to do. She's having very intense therapy uh, in all areas of of, of her care. Uh, but the fact that she's alert now and she's joking, she's making conversations um, and she's having some surgery, I believe some minor surgery on, on the, the the opening where the tra- track tube was inserted just to close that up tidily so it will be more comfortable for her to speak. Um, and she's able to stand, I believe. Um, I talked to Lendon and actually Lendon Gray, of course, who's been giving those, doing the special updates for us. She's going to be doing another one this week for us. And, and you know, she also celebrated her birthday this week, uh, uh, um, Catherine. And, and what a way to celebrate it because she's just been such a wonderful supporter of, of, of uh, Courtney, been by her side this whole time. I think that that Courtney um, showing that she is going to be Courtney coming out of the the coma was probably the best birthday present that and London has ever had. I'm guessing at that, but um, I I know if I were in her shoes, I would feel that way. Absolutely. Well, as I said, we will be bringing you special updates, talking to London again and, and bringing you those updates, which, uh, you know, and no one can tell those stories better than London now. She's been by Courtney's side all the way through this. So we will share that with you on special epi- episodes of the Dressage Radio Show. And one of our items of news this week, Catherine, involves a fundraiser that Stefan Peters actually organized for Courtney. And they raised some $11,000, uh, which is going towards uh, Courtney's rehabilitation. Apparently more than 70 people attended the clinic um, provided by Kim and Frederick Boyer there. They had lunch and, and it was held at the uh, at Carol Cohen's Two Swans Farm down there in, in Florida. So a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, initiative there. And uh, thanks to Stefan for being behind that. And uh, there was also another uh, Wellington fundraiser for the Equestrian Aid Foundation and for Courtney. And hunter trainer Charlie Weaver also suffered uh, an injury in a horse accident this winter. And Robert Dover, of course, our six-time U.S. Olympian, he came out of retirement to ride a musical freestyle on uh, Courtney's horse Don Principe on Sunday. That Marydale's Farms ten-year-old stallion uh, was being trained and ridden by Courtney. And uh, we're going to put a link uh, to that story on our website for you. Um, but very. Very great. I mean, very encouraging that how much the dressage world has rallied Catherine to support Courtney and and the family in this time. 
Absolutely. I think it's just a fabulous thing that the whole community has has stepped forward to try and help her in this time. I think that, that speaks very well for all of us. It certainly does. Well, um, we have another item of news this time from the Dressage Foundation. Uh, they've announced that four riders will go to Europe on the Foundation's Young Rider Olympic Dream Program, which is now in its ninth year. The program is funded and administered by the Foundation. The 2010 trip is planned around the uh, North America Junior Young Rider Championship, and will, they will leave immediately after the final selection trial and return three weeks before the championship. The, those de- tentative dates are June 28th through July 8th. The program mm-hmm. is open to the Foundation's advanced young riders, fourth level or above, age 16 to 21, and to 22-year-old graduates of the 2009 Advanced Young Rider Program participation in the NAJYRC is not actually required and we will put a link on our website to the foundation's contact where you can submit applications and uh, you know that's a fun initiative Catherine you know for these young riders to get involved. It sure is it sure is and I I hope they come visit me they always say they're going to Michael Poulin always asks me if it's possible to come visit my stable and watch the training and I always say yes and then it never happens so maybe this year it will Ah, well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll listen to the show and then take you up on your offer. That would be great because I'd love to have some young riders in my stable. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, we're going to take a short break here for a a commercial, and then when we come back, uh, we're going to hear from our guests this week, Karen Offield and Mary Lartson. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. Glenn the Geek here, and we get many emails every week from people who really like the shows, and they ask how they can help support the Horse Radio Network. Well, you already do that by listening to the shows and by buying from all of our fantastic sponsors. And now you can add to that by supporting us directly and very easily. The next time you need something from Amazon, just go to any of our websites and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the page. Then go on and buy your Amazon items. It won't cost you a penny more, just an extra click. But Amazon gives us a little bit back just because you clicked on the banner. Tell your family and friends to do the same thing. Every little bit helps us to keep giving you the quality equestrian programming that you have come to love. Thanks for listening. Our guest, Karen Offield, is known to many of you in the uh, dressage world. Uh, She's been uh, such a great supporter of the sport for for many years. And she came up with this wonderful initiative, inviting a contest where uh, people could write in with their stories about breeding. And uh, all kinds of submissions came from all over the world. And I thought it was a fascinating story. And our, our winner of this new contest was Mary Lauritsen, who's a young rider and a very active young rider, very keen young rider herself. And so I thought it'd be fun to have them uh, tell their story. So let's get Karen and Mary on the line. Well, hi, Karen and Mary. Thanks for coming on the show this week. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Chris. We uh, we love dressage radio, and uh, we know it's an important uh, method of communication. Well, we, we, we try to do our best here. We're having fun with the show. And, you know, you and I talked about it a while ago, Karen. I think it was back at the World Cup Finals last year that we were going to get this show on the road. Yes, ma'am. And look what you've done. What an accomplishment. 
Well, we're having a lot of fun with it. And, you know, what makes it fun is having great guests on every week. And we're just delighted that you've been able to join us here um, and tell us about something that I just learned about through one of our good friends here on the Dressage Radio Show is Klaatje van Andel, of course, of Dressage Direct, uh, based in the Netherlands. She comes on and gives us some wonderful reports from time to time. And and I got um, um, an email from her earlier this week that told us told me about the Ling Story Contest, and uh, I should uh, I should hand over to you, Karen, because it th- this sounds like one of your uh, ideas. Well, it was. I woke up one morning and I thought to myself, um, how best to understand the idea of breeding than to have many people uh, write stories about it. Um, I am a um, I've I've had a few mares in my life and I've had a few foals in my life, but um, I haven't had a, a lot of experience from the mare side. Uh, and having the stallions is is one-sided, and so I thought, well, let me see what it's like on the other. So I uh, dreamed up the idea of a Ling story contest, and um, I designed it and decided that uh, we would send it around the world and ask people to send in their stories about um, their best breeding experience or their worst breeding experience, any kind of story that they felt compelled to tell in a thousand words or less and that's how we're here today (laughs) well let's just back up a little bit uh, Karen if you would just to uh, give us a little bit of background on Ling you know that most of us in the dressage world know Ling of course and his wonderful track record but tell us a little bit of the backstory before we get into the contest here and how you came upon Ling and how how your relationship developed well, I was looking for a horse uh, that I could ride and try to go to the Olympics with. And I was riding with Robert Dover as my coach, and we looked around the the world for horses for three, three years, I think it was, that we went uh, here, we went there and tried horses. And at the same time, Edward Gow's uh, owner of Ling was deciding that he was no longer interested in being in the business. So he asked Edward uh, if Edward would uh, buy the horse from him. And that didn't come to be. And Edward called us and said that uh, Ling was on the market. And so I flew right, (laughs) I think the next day, right over to Europe to try him. And uh, what a horse he turned out to be for me. Uh, it was a dream come true, obviously, to to be able to ride a champion. But to be able to learn how to ride a champion was the was the big challenge for me. So, <clears throat> as uh, as Ling was so popular after the Las Vegas World Cup in 2005 that Offfield Farms helped sponsor, um, he suddenly was in my stable. It was it was unbelievable. So that's a little bit of the backstory. There's there's a lot more always to tell about that. I could go on and on. <laughs> Where is he now? He is a breeding stallion in Sweden. I uh, after during the Olympic trials, um, there was a stable accident with him, and um, he hurt himself. So I got him back over to Europe. Um, and then he went into a uh, a long injury period and a long rehab period, and then it happened again, um, a long injury period and a long rehab period. And so he's now um, this amazing breeding stallion in Sweden uh, at um, the 
stallion station in uh, Lund, outside of uh, uh, sort of near Copenhagen, and uh, he's uh, he's a top top. Uh, stallion at a facility called Flinga that uh, was built in 1661. It was the royal stables for um, all of the royalty in, in Sweden. And uh, so Ling has an amazing life there, and little by little he's starting to come back and go back into work again. Well, I want to bring in Mary, Mary Lautzen, who, of course, is the winner of this contest uh, with your story, Entranced. Uh, Mary, first of all, let's let's get a little bit of background on you, because I think you're fairly involved in the sport and have been since you were knee-high to a fetlock. So uh, tell us your your story, Mary. Well, um, I've been involved with dressage since the very beginning. Um, My mom is actually my trainer and coach, Joy Bonick, and uh, I grew up on a stable where I was surrounded by horses, and um, my first dressage competition when I was nine years old, and I haven't turned back since. Um, I just, I love it so much, and as I've grown older with my horses, um, I've ridden horses of all different shapes and sizes. I started with ponies, and actually, um, my first horse was Razmataz, who was the uh, black mare that we had purchased from Iron Spring Farm, who's actually the dam of the um, mare that I have that we're going to be breeding to Ling. So I started my partnership with her when I was about 12 years old, and she had the breeding contract to one of the stallions from Iron Spring, and um, that's when, you know, I really had a turn, you know, I, um, we bred her, and I also purchased at that time um, my gray gelding, Rosignol, who's really my top horse right now. Um, I'm doing the FEI Young Riders for my last year this year um, with him, and I've been with him now for about um, six years, and it's it's been an amazing experience. He's really been my top horse and who I've learned the most about him um, as a young horse. And the two of us have really just been learning together, which has been an incredible experience. Um, so really, I'm involved a lot with competition, and um, I've worked um, a lot with the United States Dressage Federation, serving as the president of the Youth Executive Board. Um, of course, I love all aspects of the sport, in the saddle, out of the saddle. I love meeting new people that are involved with the sport and um, doing what I can to promote it. Well, we should also mention that you're double, doing double duty right now. You're still um, finishing up your education, right? You're at the Manuel right. College in Boston. So how do you juggle those two lives? Well, it's very difficult. Um, you know, our farm is about 30 miles west of Boston, so... Um, while I'm in school, I have to time during the weekdays and, of course, during the weekend to come out to our farm to ride. Um, actually made the decision to take last semester off to travel down to Florida for some training because I felt that I really needed to put my focus on myself and my horse completely because this year, I feel, is our year to really make the young rider team to hopefully compete at nationals, and I felt that I needed that jump start, so I headed down to Florida, and I was down there, you know, I call it my study abroad with my horse um, for two months, where I learned an incredible amount um, riding with Pamela Goodrich, and um, so that was actually really super and probably one of the best decisions I've made to actually take the time off from school, because the way I feel about it is that I can finish school at any time, but I only have this last year to do Young Riders. So I do plan to return to Emmanuel 
and finished my education, but I thought it was really important to do what I did. Well, you've obviously developed some writing skills there, Mary. How did you hear about this contest and uh, enter your uh, story called Entranced? What inspired that? Well, I check out Karen's site quite often. She's always updating it with new news. Actually, that's what the little tab says on her website. Um, so I'm always checking that out. And I, I saw the the um, the news about uh, this contest, and I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm in love with this stallion. I always have been. Um, Karen knows how passionate I am about Ling. And um, so I was... And I also really enjoy writing, so I thought, okay, well, why not? Why don't I do this? And I really hadn't had any plans to breed Windsor, um, but I just sat on my computer one evening, and I just started typing. And the first thing that came to mind when I thought of Lang was when I saw him performing um, at the World Equestrian Games in Aachen uh, in 2006, which was really an incredible experience. And I just sat there and it just came pouring out all the emotions flooded back from that experience that time spent in germany and um i just started writing about him and uh it's just it was so easy to do because i felt so much for the horse and still do well i know uh, karen you had a number of entries to this uh, multilingual submissions in fact stories and poems how did you how did you shape this contest? How did you decide who was going to judge it and how how it would f- uh, take shape? Well, I think I tried to shape it so that it was simple. I'm not um, I'm a little technically challenged myself, so I chose uh, two judges in America and I chose two judges in Europe. I chose people that um, I I knew. Um, I didn't go to a stranger and say, will you judge my, my link story contest? So I thought uh, I'd start with my friends, and sure enough, they all said yes. And uh, on February 19th, I think it was, I uh, put the story contest on my website. Um, I posted it uh, on the Chronicle of the Horse um, breeding uh, website and uh, several other social networks, and I wanted to see <clears throat> how how far we could get with word of mouth and with the Internet, and I was so pleased with the response. Uh, but you yourself didn't actually judge it. Um, tell us about the judges that you chose. Well, <clears throat> I, chose, uh, I chose Trish Kirk, uh, Quirk out in... Um, the West Coast, because of her um, her great interest in breeding and her participation in the world of breeding, I chose Kathy Hickerson, um, who's a breeder and uh, she does so much uh, in in the United States and in Europe. Um, I chose Malka Karki, who I uh, worked with on the breeders meeting at Las Vegas in 2009, and I chose uh, Clarja Vanando. Um, because of the dressage direct. Um, and those four women were just amazing to work with. Um, and then I went to the, the biggest part of the puzzle is that I went to a, um, my, my, my big sponsor is the Horse Connection magazine in Colorado. And they are going to, um, post the winning stories in their, uh, late fall edition during the World Equestrian Games. 
And so um, it's just, uh, it's, all it is, it's synergy. It's like you come up with an idea and you go, okay, well, let's do this and let's do that. And uh, look what happened. And, you know, the fact that uh, Mary was chosen. I wasn't a judge. Um, I knew the backgrounds on everyone, but the, the judges knew they didn't know the, the author's name or their biographies or anything. They just had the story. And so I was the person that uh, sent all the stories to the judges and pulled it all together. So it was it was so much fun. It was really exciting. Well, it was a it's a great idea, uh, Karen. I, I I don't know if this has ever been done before, but you you've set something up now. I mean, what do you do next with it? <laughs> I get a data technician to take my place, and I maybe I'll do another one. <laughs> I I need lots of lessons, or I find someone that has lots of lessons. It it was, you know, it was it was hard to do on the computer. I think the old-fashioned way of uh, sending them in, you know, by mail might have been easier. But uh, hey, you know, we did it, and we got it pretty much in on on deadline, and. Uh, uh, so uh, we had the Easter weekend right in there, which was caused some people some uh, some some stress. <laughs> but um, I was so proud of everybody involved; it was fantastic. Well, Mary, you must be delighted again. Congratulations on winning this, and you mentioned uh, that she's going to be bred to your mare Windsor, who's by Contango. Um, t- tell us a little bit about her. Well, um, as I mentioned, also uh, we I own her her mother. Razmataz, who's the mare we purchased from Iron Spring, and um, so we bought her as a prospect for my for me as a young rider, and um, we decided that breeding was the best. And uh, so we bred her to Contango. Uh, Razmataz is by Glendale, so she's got another family in her blood as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so. We have had Windsor since day one. I saw her um, literally hours after she was born. I know the horse from the very beginning. And I um, spoke and trained her with my mom. And um, she's an absolutely lovely, lovely horse. She is beautiful, black, um, great confirmation, <clears throat> and a super attitude. So she's a really exciting horse. Um, currently, she's schooling third level. She's seven years old, and um, she definitely has a show background as well. She, she actually started, she was in the show ring um, at the yearling. Uh, we did the NABWPN parade with her, and she was awarded first premium, and it was also the winner of her class. So she's really, you know, been a little star since the beginning. So when will you breed her then, since she's so young? Where, uh, what, what, so what is she going to be doing now, and when, when will you actually breed her? Well, I think that's something Karen and I and uh, half dressage have to um, speak about because we may need to figure out um, all the breeding agreements. So we're we're figuring that all out. Well, it's very exciting, as as you say, and a great idea. Um, uh, congratulations again, Mary and, and Karen. Thank we you. should mention also the second place winner, um, Anne Taffley. She uh, she submitted yes. a story called What If um, uh, about uh, she's an adult amateur competing at local level se- second level with a 16 year old Appaloosa gelding so um, you know different completely different uh, story that that, that Anne has um, what was that story about Karen Well um, I guess um, and and I should say this um let, and let me explain a little bit more when I when I came up with this idea of the, the story contest um 
I mean, Ling is an amazing sire, um, and I'd like to see as many people as possible really consider him, you know, to be the father of their foals. Um, there are so many choices out there, but I think that um, the the characteristics, the body shape, the body size, the temperament uh, of Ling is, um, is is super. I mean, he takes all of the great Fleming characters, and I think he improves them um, himself. So when I made up this contest, um, I did it with the intention of of saying to people, really pay attention to Ling and consider him, you know, in in your group of stallions when you when you make those decisions. And so. What Anne did was that she uh, she would love to be, have been able to uh, breed her mare to Ling. And I made the contest available to people that didn't have mares, that um, if they did win, they could transfer the, the, the winning um, breeding to, to someone else. And many of the stories were about people who had lost the mares, the, the ones that they, if they, had, if they had their best choice in the whole wide world of uh, breeding their horse, they would have bred them to Ling, but unfortunately their story was about a, a breeding that was years ago where the, the mares died or the babies died. And so <clears throat> it was um, a true education in how, uh, how how unsettling the the breeding business can be and how high you can go in terms of your emotions and how low. And so I found that to be very interesting, and Anne wrote a story that uh, really nailed nailed that idea. And I I can't tell you too much more about it because uh, we want everyone to read the uh, Horse Connections story. And uh, in their in their WEG edition, uh, so that we can we can present uh, the winners there. You know what I'm saying, Chris? I get the message. Well, we will put a link on their, our website uh, for for you um, there, Karen, to uh, to your website and also to Mary and uh, your website at Cadence Farm. Uh, Mary, uh, thank you both so much for joining us again. Congratulations, Mary, and, and congratulations thank to you, Karen, you. For, for coming up with such a great idea. Well, thanks, Chris. Um, I am so proud of Mary, and I'm so proud of everybody that uh, participated. It's, you know, writing is a great thing, and I, I think I might have found some um, some terrific writers out there. I think Clarja and I are going to uh, call them up and say, hey, you want to write some stories? There you go. What a great, a great idea. We've got some budding journalists out there. There you go. All right. Well, I hope you'll come back and see us again sometime, Karen and Mary. We'll be following you at Young Riders this year, and uh, maybe we can Thank catch you. up with you. Maybe we can get a report of, from Young Riders from you. How about that? Of course. Of course. I would be more than up for that. All right. Well, you've got a date. Well, thanks again, both of you, for joining us here on the show this week. Absolutely. Thank you. You guys take care out there. Well, fascinating. I think, you know, it, 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 the things that we do for breeding these days, Catherine, to promote breeding and promote stallions, you know, it's it's become it, so specialized, doesn't it? It's become such an important part of the sport. Oh, absolutely. And you, you see that in uh, tenfold here in Europe and especially in Germany, the promotion of stallions and the the promotion of breeding in general is, is huge. The marketing that comes out of this country is, is very big. It certainly is. And we've really caught on over uh, across the pond here in the States um, mm-hmm. to develop develop this, uh, those 
breeding programs here and so that we're not uh, totally dependent on imports. I think that's great. Well, we're going to take another break for uh, our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from Catherine uh, with her tip of the week. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. You can count on Kentucky Performance Products to provide scientifically formulated, research-proven products that target specific challenges facing your horse. In the spring and summertime, one of those challenges is the heat. Horses sweat, and when they do, they lose critical electrolytes, electrolytes that play a major role in optimal performance. Loss of electrolytes can cause fatigue, muscle weakness, and dehydration. Horses offered supplemental electrolytes have less stress-related problems. They rebound from exercises sooner and return to feed quicker after exercise. Summer Games electrolytes from Kentucky Performance Products were developed for the elite athletes competing at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Its research-proven formula replaces the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when horses sweat. Its concentrated low-sugar formula provides more electrolytes per dose than many leading brands. When your horse sweats, replenish his losses with Summer Games Electrolytes. Brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, thanks to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, uh, our very, very faithful supporters that make this show possible. So don't forget to support them by visiting kppusa.com. Well, Catherine, we're coming to our tip of the week. And, and I think it's something that's, uh, that's a fascinating, fascinating to you, too, because you've, you've been learning some new tricks, haven't you, and new, new, new aspects of saddle fitting. Yes, I have. And, and when you talk about saddle fitting, most people talk about fitting the saddle to the horse, which is, of course, extremely important. But I also believe that fitting the saddle to the rider is just as important. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm one to talk. I've ridden in the same saddle my whole life. I've always been a, a huge fan of Steuben, and I've always been uh, always ridden in what has been referred to as the Steuben Schulteis, which is a Steuben Tristan Extra. And it's a saddle I, I still enjoy riding in every day, and I, I will never part with it. However, um, due to the intervention of Frank Steuben, who is um, the head of the company down in Switzerland, I don't know if you know this, but Steuben has three different locations, and Switzerland is one of them, um, he insisted, and I do mean insisted because I'm the most skeptical person in the world, that I try a newly designed seat with some new technology in it uh, that's called Biomex technology. And Biomex is not invented by Steuben. It's, a, it's an invention of a Swiss company called Biomex, and they design uh, seats and sitting places for people who are working and doing sports. Uh, for instance, bicyclists um, can have a Biomex seat now. And it's supposed to um, biomechanically help your body to alleviate stress while you're doing whatever activity you happen to be doing. So I agreed to try the saddle very skeptically, and I have to tell you, I think it's a revolution in, in dressage saddles. Um, and I, I've done nothing but enjoy the new seat. And so I actually rang up, rang up Mr. Steuben and said, hey, you were right. I like the new technology. I need to know more about it. And he invited me down for a tour of the factory. So I spent uh, last week Friday, spent the whole day uh, at the workshop of Steuben watching saddles being made and having the entire process explained to me and getting to know quite a bit more about fitting a saddle to a rider and a horse. 
So my tip of the day would be um, educate yourself. <laughs> and what's the best way to, to for especially young people to learn about saddle fitting? How, how would you recommend they go about it, Catherine? Well, I think if you have anyone in your area um, who knows anything about it, who, who is an expert in it, you should certainly talk to them and listen to them. I know that if you have a Steuben dealer, and I found this out last week, if you have a Steuben dealer in your area, they probably will can put you in contact with someone who is specifically trained in saddle fitting. So, And most of these people are quite willing to talk to anyone who is interested. There are, of course, book, books written on the subject. Um, your source of information is just as important as the information that's passed on to you. So look for something that, um, that other, perhaps other people recommend to you. Um, and I, I just, um, I think the classical old rules about saddle fitting more often than not still apply. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to be open to some new technologies and some advancements in that area as well. Well, interesting, and we'll, we'll look forward to, to hearing some more about that. Maybe we should get Frank on the show. I wonder if you'd like to come back so we could have that conversation with you both. That would be great. I spent a lovely day with him in Lucerne, Switzerland, and uh, learned a lot, and I'm sure he'd be willing to talk about it again. And um, it's, it's really, it was a very interesting day for me, I have to say. Great. Well, we, we want as well as edu- ed- ed- entertain, we also like to educate here on the show. So I think that would be mm-hmm. a wonderful opportunity. So let's plan on doing that, uh, say, in a couple of weeks' time, Catherine. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, I want to remind everybody how they can reach us here at the Dressage Radio Show. You go to uh, dressageradio.com, of course, to follow our show notes. You can visit our fan page on Facebook. We keep that active. And we also let you know what's happening through Twitter at Horse Radio. And also uh, I post things via Chris E. Stafford. You can follow me, Chris E. Stafford, on Twitter. You can also contact us uh, by writing to me at chris at horseradionetwork.com. If you have any comments or questions for uh, Catherine, I'll be sure to pass those along too. And you can leave a voicemail if you prefer at 270-803-0025. And I want to take the opportunity, of course, to thank our sponsors again who make this shows possible and we ask you to support them. And I also want to thank our editor, Brian, for stringing this all together every week and for Glenn the Geek keeping our shows on the road. And to remind you all about the other radio shows here on the Horse Radio Network because we have a very busy week next week here in Kentucky. The eventing radio show will be bringing you daily coverage from the Rolex Kentucky three-day event in the Kentucky Horse Park. And the Dressage Radio Show, of course, and the Jumping Radio Show will bring you updates and news from the test events which are taking place in conjunction next week with the uh, Rolex Kentucky 3D event. And there'll be the test events for the World Equestrian Games where they test all the systems, make sure everything is uh, running the way it's supposed to run in time for the World Equestrian Games. So we'll be bringing you updates on those two shows. And I also want to point out that the 2010 radio show, the, uh, which is all about the World Equestrian Games, and uh, my friends over there, Glenn the Geek and uh, Samantha, uh, co-host that show, they will be uh, bringing you a special episode of all the test events. So check those out too, all part of the Horse Radio Network family. So that about wraps it up, Catherine, for this week. That's great. It was really fun to be back on the show. So uh, you know what... Um, you know what, Heather, uh, Heather Blitz, our friend, who is also um, uh, also one of the co-hosts here on the show, and mm-hmm. I know she's a good friend of yours. Well, she started something a, a week or so ago, with, when last time she was on the show, with a, a joke of the week. Uh, do you have any ideas? 
I mean, is, is, do you think we should keep this tradition going now that she's saying? Well, I think it's a great, I think jokes are, I think if you can make people laugh, it's one of the best things in life. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a rather spontaneous request, but I, I think I can probably come up with one for you. Do you think you can? Good. Yeah, yeah. So there's, um, let's see, I got to remember how this, I got to remember the punchline, first of all. Um, these, are, these are my weird animal jokes. There's um, a frog who calls up the psychic hotline. And the psychic tells him, you're going to meet a beautiful young girl who's going to want to know everything about you. And the frog says, whoa, that's great. Am I going to meet her at a party or what? And the psychic says, no, next semester in biology class. Well, it looks like you've really set the standard here. Now we you know, uh, you know. The take that, Heather. Take that. There. Take that, Heather. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks for that, Catherine. We'll um, we'll get you back, if only for the jokes. I think you know this is uh, this is going to be an important end to our shows each week. Well, but that, that wraps it up. We'll get you back here in a couple of weeks' time to talk about saddle fitting with Frank Steuben, hopefully. Okay. Uh, but until then, what are you going to be doing till we t- till we see you again? Oh, my goodness. I have a very full schedule in the next couple of weeks. I'm off to a national show this weekend to do a Grand Prix with my younger Grand Prix horse. Um, I have plans then to go to Geneva uh, Monday, Tuesday to teach a clinic. And then on the weekend, I should be at the international show at Hagen. Um, Yeah, and then, yeah, I have a full schedule until the time when I leave for the States in July. You you certainly do. Well, if you get to Hagen, don't forget to uh, say hello to our other friend over there, co-host uh, Debbie McDonald, who's there with uh, Adrian Lyle making their debut uh, with Wizard, Wizard at Hagen. So say hello from us. Okay, I will do that. All right. Well, thanks again, Catherine, for joining us. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back here at the same place, same time next week. On the Dressage Radio Show.